0: Welcome to Coastline Church, seeking renewed faith in Humboldt County by being settled and secure in God's love. To learn more, visit coastlinefoursquare.com.
1: Um, I have Randy, he's uh, going to come up and he's going to read Joshua 1 1 through 11. So either you can follow on the PowerPoint or you can follow in your Bible.
0: Congratulations. Mm-hmm. After the death of Moses, the Lord's servant, the Lord spoke to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' assistant, and said, Moses, my servant is dead. Therefore, the time has come for you to lead these people, the Israelites, across the Jordan River into the land I am giving you. I promise you that what I promised Moses. Wherever you set foot, you will be on land that I have given you. From the Nye wilderness in the south to the Lebanon mountains in the north, to the Euphrates River in the East and the Mediterranean Sea, in the West, including all the lands of the Hittites. No one will be able to stand against you as long as you live, for I will be with you as I was with Moses. I will not fail you or abandon you. Be strong and courageous, for you are the one who will lead these people to possess all of the land I swore to your their ancestors. I would give them, be strong and very courageous, be very careful to obey all of the instructions Moses gave them. Do not deviate from them, turning neither to the right or the left. When you, then you will be successful in everything you do. Study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night, so that you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all that you do. This is my command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua then commanded the officers of Israel, go to the camp and tell the people to get their provisions ready. For in three days, you will cross the Jordan River and take possession of the land, your God, the Lord, your God, is giving them.
1: Thank you, Randy. That was awesome. The Lord, um, through this chapter of Joshua, is... um, Exhorting us to be strong and very courageous. Pastor Linda, a couple weeks ago, was talking about uh, comfort and consolation. And I like what she said, that what you believe about God determines how you would be comforted. And Pastor Steve last week was talking about uh that comfort or that consolation, and in and hi, in his case, it came in him being present with people who were uh, uh, mourning and in despair. That the very the very presence of God in Steve, although he might not have said it this way, the very presence of God in Pastor Steve um, could bring strength to somebody that was um, needing to have comfort, or as the King James. He calls it consolation. So Joshua 1 starts not with a history, as is pretty common, but it's of his reign and of his government. So God appointed him in the place of Moses. He gives him this uh, full commission. I mean, if you want to read the whole book, it's pretty cool. And gives him full instructions, and then he gives him great encouragement, which, remember, for them in that time, they didn't have the Holy Spirit dwelling within them you know, at a in a place like we do, and so for the Lord to be talking to him directly was a real big deal. Maybe some of us would say the same thing today, but we have access to him all the time. So Joshua accepts uh, this government. He and um, the Lord addresses, gives them orders, and then Joshua gives the orders as Randy uh, read to the officers of the people in general, and. Remember, at this time in Israel's history, it's only two tribes and a half because they have already had a separation at one point. So he's basically talking to two and a half tribes now. So the people agree to it according to verses 10 and 11. They make their oath of loyalty, and um, this reign begins with God. And and so we start with verse 1. Joshua is directed and encouraged. And um, I like that That one of the names of God is that God is the God of all comfort, or he is the God of all consolation. What might be comforting to me might not be comforting to Tom. What is comforting to me might not be comforting to Linda or Steve or Carla or Randy or Joan. But God is so So filled with that love and strength that he knows what will comfort us and what will console us. Sometimes for me, it's when I just feel in my heart that he has spoken a now word for me right in the moment. That's the great consolation. It might not be provide three meals for three to five days, you know, that kind of thing. And for others, it very much is a great encouragement, depending on how, like Pastor Linda was saying, how we believe and perceive God, and I think how God has made us to be. We're very different in that. So here in verse 1, God had spoken to Moses, and now he's speaking to Joshua, and uh, Eliezer was still there. Uh, He was the one that held the breastplate of judgment, but Joshua was directed to consult only there on occasion, but in this encouragement of God that he's giving just for Joshua, uh, the Lord is strengthening him by speaking to him. And the time was after Moses had passed, right? And so there was a, an exact timing. There was an appointed time. What I think is really interesting, um, when I was going through uh, a recovery time in the 90s, And I lost the fellowship of one of the dearest friends of mine because she believes uh, that anything that's recovery-minded is like psychobabble and that I was straying away from the Lord. And during that time of that recovery time, I did a really intense study on mourning and grieving because I wanted to try to understand because I do take seriously what people say, people who hold weight, and she, at that time, held a lot of weight in my life. And so I go, Lord, if there's anything to correct in me, if something is wrong, please let me know. But I'm, I'm just drawing closer to you and getting freedom. So I don't understand how this can be so bad, you know. And so I did this intense study on mourning and grieving, found out in the Old Testament that um, there was even professional mourners. Now, of all the prophets, can you just take a wild guess? Whose mother was a professional mourner? Jeremiah's. What was that? Jeremiah's. You're exactly right. <laughs> Jeremiah, the weeping prophet. No surprise there. She was, she was like a professional mourner, and they helped them to mourn. And two weeks was like the normal time for just about anybody, two weeks. And then they got these professional mourners that were, were uh, hired to help people mourn. So it wasn't an act, but it was to help them get out their comfort. We might do better if we did this today. So for them, it took two weeks, 14 days. For us, it might take 14 years or even more, you know. And then if, if the person was really, really loved or respected, it might go to three weeks. But if they were just adored, like David, remember King David and how much he was adored, they went went, went the full four weeks, and they mourned for four weeks. And um, that's like 28 days. For us, it might take 28 years for us to grieve the loss of someone. But with the help of people like Jeremiah's mother, who could help them weep and wail and mourn and get it all out, what they needed to get out, they were able to do that. So it's that same God that after... uh, it's implied by everything that I could read that they took the full 30 days, but that wasn't considered in their culture. It wasn't considered a long time. Okay. So he spoke probably after that 30 days, um, of the morning. And when the morning had ended for Moses, then God had sufficiently honored Moses and his place in the history of God's people. But now was going to be turning to Joshua and, um, One of the definitions of Joshua when Moses was alive uh, is the Hebrew word hypergos, a workman under Moses, under his direction and command. So now we're called to honor. He's called to honor um, what had always been his business with Moses. He's like continuing it on. He was trained up in and under the command of Moses he, he knew because he was a military man as well, because that it wasn't really separated in those days, um, that much, he knew how to take orders. He knew how to obey. And so since he was intimately acquainted with Moses and knew Moses, ways, and he had, had observed Moses and, you know, the Bible says Moses was the meekest man on earth. So there must've been something to be said for Moses there. And, uh, and so here's this man coming up right behind him, and he's, he's going in that same kind of spirit of Moses, taking the same measures, walking in the same Holy Spirit, and having to carry on the same work because the work was not finished. Remember, they did not go into the promised land under Moses. So not only was there the time or the place, but now there was the call itself. And uh, he says... Uh, in verse 2 um, or in another translation it says, though Moses is dead, the work must go on, therefore arise and go about it. And um, So he was entrusted. He was the successor of Moses and um, there is a need for a place. I don't I don't know how you would say it, but there's always a vacuum that's why way I would say it, when someone is gone. So someone is going to fill that place. Either it's going to be God's choice or it's not, but someone's going to fill that place. So the Lord chose Joshua to fill that place and Joshua decided he would, he would uh, take that place and he would fill up that place, right? And so um, here we can see that the, the next generation is now now coming up to the forefront, and they're going where the former generation wasn't able to go. Some people say that Joshua is like a shadow, is kind of like a type of Jesus, and um, I can see how it can. They can see it there, um, and that in the law of Moses, you could never be justified or sanctified in Joshua and/or in Christ. We can be justified and sanctified. Um, and so I thought it was interesting too that that um, by the time that the people came out of the wilderness of the 40 years, um, I'm not sure how many generations were already represented there, but I would imagine that there was three. There probably was babies that were born and then there was the young men and then there probably was the older the older people and I find it interesting that in what I was reading that it actually this was actually starting in the fifth generation and we know that five in the bible means grace so it's really cool that Moses died the law died and now we're in the fifth generation it's going to be expressing God's grace so that was really exciting to me. Um, when I was uh, reading it. And also, even in what Randy just read, that's going to be the first test of Joshua. I mean, remember, you guys, they didn't have like, probably, we don't see it in the scriptures anyway, they didn't have any boats, they didn't have any bridges, still to get to to the other side, to get to the promised land, you had to either walk on water or walk on dry land. And so, hello, it looks like it's going to happen again. So that was the first test Of Joshua, was he going to obey the Lord uh, like others had obeyed the Lord? That was exciting to me when I was realizing that. And then, um, of course, you know, the Lord had already promised all of this land and such to, to God's people. He had already promised it. They would have possessed it if they would have only obeyed, but they didn't. You know, and so now here's another chance that the that the Lord is giving them to walk in what He wants them to walk in, and um, so it says uh, in another translation, it says, "Upon the terms that Moses told you of uh, many a time, if you will keep My statutes, you shall go in and possess that good land." So, yes, it is being uh, again. Repeated, every place that the sole of your feet shall tread upon shall be your own. Do but set your foot upon it and you shall have it. I mean, can, can you imagine? I'm I'm looking at eyes of like a young girl that still has wonder and was never messed up ever by life, but just the wonder of God that, that, that he's saying, it's, he's making it pretty easy for the beginning anyway. Every place you step, you're going to have it. That's a promise that he's giving to them. So uh, I think the promises here that God made is bringing Joshua great encouragement. It would bring me great encouragement. That he should be sure of the presence of God that was with him in this work. Um Though Joshua had not always the same presence of mind that Moses had, yet he had always the same presence of God. So he would do well. And so I think it was, again, as I've said over and over, because this is a recurring theme, even in chapter one, that it it was bringing a great comfort to Joshua as the rising generation. Amen. And that... It sounds like it's pretty clear that the presence of God was never going to leave him as long as he stayed in that place and that he would have victory over his enemies. And that was a big deal in that day and age, because in that day and age, it was very tribal and people were always fighting each other, you know, and they were always uh, being challenged whether or not they were going to uh, have victory over their enemies. But God promises here and encourages Joshua by saying, yeah, and you're going to have victory over your enemies, too. Amen. So that's cool. So he goes on and, and uh, he goes on and, and uh, he's, of course, he's obeying the law. He's been, he's been marinated in the law. <laughs> uh, he's been marinated in the statutes. And then the Lord tells him to uh, meditate day and night, to understand it and to be, uh, be ready with it in all occasions. And I don't know about you. Sometimes when when people are more task driven, like myself, it it's like kind of a check. The Lord gives me a check. It's like, uh, hello. Meditate. Come in my presence. Get your strength from me. Don't just wake up and start running out the door, you know, um, to, to meditate, to to be able to think about what has the Lord said, what has the Lord commanded, and then in his case, what has the Lord promised, what has the Lord encouraged me, and then to go out of the strength of that. So he goes out of strength instead of going out of lack or going out of need. Wow, that's a wonderful God. And to not let it depart out of his mouth. And that he was to not only observe these laws, but he was supposed to walk in them according to what was in written without exception, without reserve, that he was supposed to be strong in that. And that, as I was saying, to make sure, Joshua, now that you're observing the checks that you have in your spirit. I know that people that have come into, uh, into my presence or into my office, a lot of times, The trouble would have been avoided if they could have maintained in their hearts that check, because the check was there, but they kind of overrule it. They either don't recognize it as God, or they just overrule it, saying, oh, that's just me, you know, kind of thing. But here, again, Joshua is being uh, exhorted. He's being encouraged. He's being strengthened. This is what you need to do to uh, lead my people. So he promised him that he would uh, finish well. So not only that, but he encouraged himself with the promise in the presence of God. We see that in uh, 6, 7, 8. Be strong and of a good courage. And again, be strong and very courageous. And last but not least, verse 9, be strong and of good courage. So you think the Lord is saying now, be strong and of a good courage. So that's... that's, uh, such a blessing to me, such a strength that the God of the heavens would would seek to such a low place as to encourage a man on earth. You know, it's just such a, a strength and such a comfort to, to my soul. I don't know what it does to yours. <clears throat> so he was commanded, he was called and he was commissioned. I wanna, um, on the next uh, slide, I just just wanna go over very briefly. I'm sure that I've done this before. I'm sure I've showed you this table before. But what they were saying goodbye to was uh, very different from what they were gonna be walking into. And number one, this is what they were saying goodbye to. Moses led through 40 years of desert travel He was a political and diplomatic leader. He patiently listened to all the people's complaints and he led people as a peacemaking shepherd. He provided water from a rock when the people got thirsty. And this is what they were saying hello to. Next slide. This was Joshua. He would be leading for 30 years of conquering Canaan. He was a military, in-your-face leader. He confronted laziness and fear of the enemy. He led his people as a tough commander, and he told the people to dig your own wells when they got thirsty. This is what they were saying hello to. And I have a very strong exhortation in my heart. Some of the people who uh, are around me a lot, I'm sorry. You're hearing this as a repeat. Uh, but the funny thing is I think of, I think of Teresa and Sparta. We are Sparta. Um, and I have this exhortation and then Linda or Steve, if you have anything at all to add in any part, um, I'll have you do that as well. But I have this, uh, strong exhortation that this is, please, if you've not listened to anything else, listen to this. Things are changing so rapidly. They are changing very, very, very rapidly. And the way that the Lord has spoken to you in times past may not be the way exactly, still through the word, but your perceptions are are like in, in that case, like for me, the Lord has always spoken to me like a gentle, peaceful shepherd. He's always treated me very kind and very soft. And, and that's made me really strong on the inside. But it's changed With, within the last, I would say, 6 to 12 months. It's changed. And I'm finding those around me who will, who will confire saying they're feeling that change. They first felt a real unsettledness because the way the Lord was speaking to them wasn't happening that way. And it kind of freaked them out at first. But that the Lord is... There is it like a changing of the guard. Now, if you're in the military, you would understand this because it's just like even like a change of language. When you're in the military, you're very familiar with things like chain of command and and what are some other things you're very familiar? Give me two or three.
0: Uh, Things that are very familiar is leadership roles or. Uh, there's almost always a set way to do it. Yes, go leadership roles. You go by the numbers. And said step out of the numbers, you're wrong.
1: Right, and uh, it's set up specifically, okay. a specific way. And so, say, for instance, you wanted to take uh, um, cliff climbing or rock climbing. It would be a total different set of terminology and where, where people are talking about this, that, and the other thing. I would just be going Like I'm lost because it's a total different language, but it's because it's for a set time. Like it was for Joshua. It was for a set encouragement. You can do this with the right tools and to understand that the way that the Lord has spoken to you in times past may not be exactly how he's going to speak to you now. And it doesn't matter whether you're me or whether you're, your own self. It's not just for me. It's everybody. The Lord is making a rapid change. And if we don't, if we don't see this change and we don't hear in our hearts that it's still the Lord, he's still a God of love. He still is a good God. Then we might be tempted to err and we might be tempted to be discouraged instead of taking courage, or we might be dismayed or disappointed because, um, Of the same, but that is not what the Lord is wanting. I don't know if uh, Pastor Linda had said it or if I had just read it somewhere, but there's this saying that we should afflict the comforted and comfort the afflicted. And um, I'm thinking that in this chapter one, it's very much like that, that if you need comfort, the Lord will comfort you. But if you're so comfortable that you're almost complacent or maybe even lazy or maybe even entertaining fear, the Lord wants that to be addressed and he he wants to take care of that. And so um, like the song said that Jerry uh, had to sing Wake Up. I think of it as like, be humble. Listen to God's voice, even if it's not sounding exactly like you're uh, used to. Be encouraged that while there's changes of guards, while there's changes of leadership, the only thing that will remain the same is God never changes. His son never changes. His spirit never changes, but it may look different as far as our perspective, as far as our hope, as far as uh, what he desires to do within us. So Pastor Steve or Pastor Linda, you got anything or, and then anyone well, else? I'm
0: encouraged
1: because it says uh, that uh, Joshua was in his 80s when all this was transpiring, And that just gives me such hope because I'm really close to 80, I'm <laughs> on my way. Slip <laughs> in there close. Yes, <clears throat> 80 and i take such encouragement from that that there is never going to come a time that you're here on earth that god cannot use you in a mighty way to change yeah. what's happening yes. in the world in your life in your families yeah, yeah he can use you yeah if you mm-hmm. are willing and yielded and surrendered to him amen amen pastor steve yeah. I, I, I don't add to that. Okay. okay. Anybody else? Something stirring in your heart that you that you want to share? You don't have to, but if you do, I want to give you that
0: opportunity. I just know in business and everything that you know, change is good. Yeah. You know, you have to keep up with the times. And,
1: and change is good. Yeah. Wow, that's really a healthy perspective, Tom. Huh? So,
0: so I don't like change, effect. but I know
1: it's inevitable. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah, and
0: it shouldn't change. It shouldn't be any with the Lord, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're always trying to get better. Yeah. You gotta move it. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's good. Anyone else? I think, salt, I think of the salt and sea, and it doesn't have any fresh water, so it's
0: stagnant. And so we need to be finding
1: new sources of faith and hope and joy and just... God's command to always remain fresh and aligned with Him, and that's what He's calling us to do is to keep us healthy. Yes. It's not just for Him, it's for us, and always yes. what He commands us to do is good for us. Yes, yes, and having that fresh water, uh, then we won't become like the Sultan Sea. I remember reading uh, this past week, I was reading a lot about the water. The river of God. I was reading all a lot of these scriptures, and there is one scripture that said that water will come from the throne room of from room of God, and it will go into the Dead Sea. And um, somebody that was uh, has been there before. I'm, I'm sure Linda's been there several times. Was saying like, what a marvelous concept to see that even the rivers of living water that come from the throne room of God can even make that Dead Sea. Because everywhere in other scriptures it says that that river flows, there's life. So that there can even be life in those dead places. So that's really, really good. Such life in the dead places. So anyone else?
0: It's a renewing.
1: A renewing, yes, exactly. So if Jerry come up while Robin is sharing. Nice and loud.
0: Okay, I'll stand up. Um, just while you're speaking, I uh,
1: there's a version of Cinderella. I'm a teacher at heart, so this is how that speaks to me a lot of times, but there's a part in the um, Cinderella movie where her mother's dying, and she tells Cinderella as a child um, to be kind and have courage. And I think that we're moving um, into a time where
0: we need to remember that. We're
1: going to need to be kind, but we're also going to need to have courage. That's excellent. Excellent, Mama. To remember to be kind and to have courage. Yes. These are the days we are in. So, Lord, I just uh, thank you and praise you for this precious bird that we could be strong and a good courage times three. Lord, that we can walk in everything that you've ordained for us, that we would not remember, would not forget your promises to us, and that we would not forget to walk in the way that you've asked us to walk. And we praise you and thank you in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us today at Coastline Church. To find out more information, please visit coastlinefoursquare.com.